the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at The Bar. Hello and welcome back to The Bar. It's Miss Jane, joined as always by the lovely Miss Mel, ready to have a chat with you. Hello Miss Mel. Hi Miss Jane, how are you today? Very, very well. Very excited at this time of year. It's all about performances and recitals and we've just had a pre-show chat about how crazy life is, but at the same time, let's be honest, we kind of do secretly love it, don't we? Oh, I can't wait to get into those theatres. I think once I'm in there, then I'm, I'm in my zone of genius. I love it. That's it. Smell the hairspray, get high on that and life. <laughs> yes, and life. Yeah, watching those dancers, the wings, getting ready and excited. That's yeah. such a great time. Best. Um, but today we aren't um, talking about performances or anything particularly dance orientated, but so much as books. We're both, um, you know, books come in so many different shapes and sizes now. Like you can listen to books um, mm. quite easily and read them on iPads or read actual real life books which is pretty exciting it's rare for me but I do enjoy doing that um, and yeah about some books that have shaped perhaps our life or even just given us some ideas um, I I would read much more than I do if I could somehow make that happen I don't know about you but it, it almost mm. is a bit of a luxury for me now um, but I do make sure that I'm I'm listening to as many books as I can as well and um, yeah just trying to absorb content in as many different ways so do you have just like might hand over to you do you have a book that has been impactful or that you've you've really learned from in that you'd like yeah to well I, w I was um, thinking about it during the week because we talked last week about talking about books and a book or a mm. series of books and all this week, everything's been pointing me back to um, the gorgeous Lee Cockrell, um, mm -hmm. who I know you and I both really enjoy his uh, podcast, Creating mm -hmm. Disney Magic. And he's written some wonderful um, books, uh, Creating Magic. And the, the one that's been kind of keeps jumping out at me this week is uh, Customer Rules, 39 Rules for Delivering Sensational Customer Service. And the reason it's jumping out at me is that I keep having conversations with a couple of people within my team and I also had uh, a meeting yesterday, a breakfast meeting with my stage manager mm -hmm. and he is a wonderful stage manager but he also manages uh, weddings and events at a really high-end venue here on the peninsula, um, you know, really high-end weddings He's, he's and he is an absolute genius in those sort of really uh, high stress events <laughs> where people's expectations are enormous um, and we were speaking about it and talking about this book came up actually and he was really interesting he said you know 
I thrive on being calm when everybody else is stressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he said, that's my zone of genius. And isn't it wonderful when you sort of unpack that and work out where your zone of genius is? On, on that front too, my uh, admin manager, um, who you've met, Jane, is hmm. she's a, a beautiful lady and she does lack in her own personal confidence but she's starting to really understand that her zone of genius is that front of house mm -hmm. um, customer service. She has this ability to work with people in such a kind and helpful way that even when they're stressed and coming with an issue, they walk away happy. And, and that's what I love about, so going back to the book and Lee's work is that it really sits within a base of kindness and being nice to people and being helpful. And mm. that's really important to me. That's one of the things that I really drive me strongly within my studio. And that's why I love his work. It's, um, it's quite old fashioned. He's, you know, he's got that real yeah. kind of um, old school air about him. Nice. Yeah, I agree. But can I just interject for a minute because I was yeah, listening sure. to a podcast um, yesterday with one of the founders of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, one 300 got junk I don't know, um, anyway, and he was saying he has grandmarisms, right, and yeah. everything old is new again, and that just ties in with what you were saying there. So, yeah. you know, yes, he's a bit old-fashioned, but guess what? It worked. And so this other guy was saying grandmarisms are like, be kind, listen to people, put things yeah. back where they belong, <laughs> like, you know, um, take pride in your presentation. But those little mm. tiny things, they're actually, yes. yeah, and that's why I like Lee's work too because it is, it's common sense, but it's common sense isn't always that common. No, and I think in this day and age too, you know, there's so much um, in business about technology now, you know, and using mm. all of this automated, you know, mm. artificial intelligence the bots and all of those things. And I think um, there was a, a, a speaker that you and I were at a conference recently uh, together, uh, Amanda Stevens, I think it was, and she said that the future of customer service is high tech and high touch. Mm. And I thought, yes, because people, you know, whilst we the technology makes things easier and, of course, we want to be able to just push a button and register and do those things really easily, but we also want to be able to pick up the phone and talk to people, don't we? Because mm -hmm. I think we went through a period where there was all this automation and pressing numbers and press this number if you want this and press that number and then you just get mm -hmm. an automated message and you're thinking you're on the other end going, I just want to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. I just want, want someone to see me, to hear me, to, to talk through the issue that I've got. And that for me, so bringing it back to our business, I think is so important that, our customers, our parents, our students coming in are seen and heard and feel connected with us in a way um, over and above anything else because that's what's going to keep them coming back, isn't it? Correct. And I've always been a bit... Um, I, I, I love technology and I embrace it with two hands, but I've always been a bit resistant to taking out the human touch, that human element. And so it was refreshing to hear from somebody else that that idea is supported um, and yeah. it's certainly, um, you know, for example, I don't have a bot on my Facebook page because 
I, I just feel like for me, there's no judgment, but for me, I can only make my decisions. Um, it, it's a little bit too far in the other direction. And I'd like to offer what other people can't, and that is that human touch. And I think it, it's nice for our, our consumers, our customers, our families to have choice. So I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't want to talk to a person. Oh, and so I choose to send a Facebook message or I choose to send um, an email, right? Because it's pretty straightforward and I just want to tick mm. that thing off my to-do list. But then there are other times that I, I do want to have help. I do need help and I want it and I want to be able to get it. Um, and the one thing I'm thinking of now, and I can't believe I'm going to poo-poo Kmart on air, but um, I know, I feel like I might need to go and wash my mouth out with soap and that's oh, a grandmarism right there. But <laughs> hear me out, and it's not just Kmart, it's quite a few places, but uh, I don't know about if, if your stores have gone this way where, you know, you, you scan your own goods. Now, yeah. that's fantastic. I love it. Okay, I love it because I'm really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great when you can train your kids up too. Yeah, that's right. I've also got elves sometimes. I bring my elves with me and we've got this really good system and we're really fast and we're just in, we know what we need, we go beep, beep, beep and we're out. But then there's other times where I'm buying 16 shirts for boys' hip-hop and mm. a pot for the set to put a fake flower in and you know I've got a trolley load and the other and this is a real story um and I'm looking around and there's no one to help me you know and so then it takes me this whole idea they're trying to sell me that that automated like effectively it's a, an automated you know low human interaction system is for my benefit because it's going to save me time it's not don't fake that it's all about the bottom line because humans are expensive but where yeah. was I just needed one human to go would you like to come through this register and sometimes they have that but they didn't this time and it took me 20 minutes to take the yeah. hands off all of those tops and the shorts and the 24 candle thing like it was the you know what the came up trolleys like it's weird um, but at that time I was like hey they've taken away my option and maybe when we've got something a little bit out of the ordinary, that's when we want to speak with someone. You know, the insurance company, yeah, fine, it's good to get a quote online. I don't want to talk to someone. But when I need help, I really do just want to, I want to have that personal experience. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's like that, um, do you remember that old show Cheers? Yeah. The, the one where they go into the bar and the theme song, I don't know how, I won't sing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> But it was something about, you know, everyone wants to go where everyone, where someone knows your name. Yes. That's kind of um, connectivity. And we've talked about this, um, I think, mm. around the idea of community. Mm. And, I mean, we are communities in our dance studios and people want to be able to connect and feel like they're part of something. Yeah, like you say, sometimes I just want to flick off an email. I'm not really interested in talking to anyone about that particular issue but when we're dealing with kids particularly people do want to feel that connection and know that they're seen and heard and their kids being cared for on a really deeper level don't they yeah yeah that's right yeah. and and also in our business and and particularly I've actually got the the book that we're talking about the customer rules here on my desk I just mm. reached behind 
um, to my bookshelf and, and got my actual copy, like with pages. Oh, it's not one. Um, now, the reason I did that, that was an intentional thing, actually, because, again, pre-show, I was showing you my iPad that has all my books loaded on it, which is so brilliant for travel. But every now and then I will read a book online and then I will buy the actual copy because I wanted to circulate this one with my team. And I wanted, I wanted them to write in it and highlight it, you know, and pass it on. And I wanted it to be dog-eared and loved. And I think that's this kind of book, if, you, if you've got a bit of a team, The Customer Rules by Lee Cockrell really is one of those kind of books. Um, and it's nice. It's like bite-sized chapters. Yeah, brilliantly written in, in terms of busy It's a really people. easy read. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, his background is in hospitality. And it's about trust. So for us, you know, we're in education as well as a bit of hospitality, really. Um, but it, it's about how we build trust and every touch point that we have with our clientele either builds trust or it takes away trust. And, you know, your point about, well, people are handing over their, their children to us. Well, they've got to be able to trust us. And if all of the interactions they've had with us is just um, quite clinical, through yeah. technology, then that's going to create a low trust environment. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and people aren't going to be as willing to to engage in your service. I don't. I don't think. And the same, like you know, when you go into a hotel, kind of Lee Cockrell worked for Marriott for such a long time, or even Disneyland. You're you're giving over a bit of trust. You know, particularly as a, I'll say, young woman when I travel alone, like I like to feel safe in a hotel. Right, so what are the touch points that are going to make me feel safe? Yeah, sure, it might be the, the fact that you can't get up through the lift without a pass or that kind of stuff, but it's also the people on the front desk. They're either going to make me feel comfortable and relaxed and secure because obviously safety being our first our first priority just on, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the first thing is safety. Um, it's those interactions with the people. Yeah, I want to book it online, right? I want to. I want to ring someone to book the hotel, but when yeah. I get there, I need. I need that um, connection. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and I think, like, I'm seeing lots of posts at the moment because we are right in the midst of it's what do we call it in Australia? Showvember. Showvember. Um, Showvember. Uh, and everyone's in that space and, and even, you know, I expressed before uh, we, we jumped on to record, I was feeling very sort of, I am in that sort of more anxious state, you know, mm -hmm. there's lots of things coming my way and so I am a little bit more on edge than what I normally would be. Um, and I'm seeing lots of people posting their frustration. <laughs> it's totally fine. There's no judgment from me about that. Um but I do think we have to remember that uh, coming back to, you know, the parents are just trying to do the right thing by their kids mm. and responding to people, uh, as Lee says, with, with kindness yeah. and um, in a calm manner, it actually disarms the yeah. anxiety that that parent might be facing. So yeah. I think it's just important to remember to always just respond with kindness and empathy and you'll actually find that any kind of negative energy that might be there actually dissipates really quickly. 
Um, um, just because we've kind of mentioned kindness a couple of times, my admin manager, we have a, a daily huddle um, yeah. and we have them <laughs> once a day because that's what makes it <laughs> show member. Hashtag show member. So we have a daily huddle once a day. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that, Jane. Yep. One of my team runs the meeting each day, okay, and so... And they all have their own quirky little thing that they bring to the meeting and I love it. And um, Susie, my, my manager, she brings a quote and she read this one the other day and so because it's November. So being rude is easy. It does not take any effort and is a sign of weakness and insecurity. Kindness shows great self-discipline and strong self-esteem. Being kind is not always easy when dealing with rude people. Kindness is a sign of a person who has done a lot of personal work and has come to a great under has come to a great self understanding and wisdom. Choose to be kind over always being right, and then you'll be right every time because you're kind. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's that beautiful. Just, yeah, and she read that out to us, Good and then. Work posted it in our in our Facebook group just as like a little bit of a reminder and I was so proud of her for bringing yeah. something like that to the literally to the table um, and yeah just because we were talking about kindness um, it, it seems like it was relevant and actually yeah. if I can segue if I can segue okay. to the book that I was awesome. going to um, talk about it yes, also has, um, it also has basically an under, like I guess an underlying idea of kindness as well and my book um, is called Intentional Living by John Maxwell um, and this book John oh look he's like my hero wow like he really is I'm like got major issues <laughs> like, every word that he says because he's so wise and practical and he's got a great sense of humor um i think probably he reminds me of my dad a bit too but um he's got a whole lot of quotes within this book that are you know about choose the way of kindness choose the way of caring choose the way of hope and they're just really beautiful little reminders i'm just kind of scrolling as i'm chatting um mm. and just really really beautiful little reminders now the thing with this book is that it changed my view on the world um in some ways because it, it's called intentional living and it was from that point onwards that i really did get become to be intentional about everything I did um, yeah. and I think I'd been intentional about a lot of things prior to reading the book I'd just not been intentional about being intentional <laughs> <laughs> I hope this well, is that's a quote for the show notes isn't I, think, it? <laughs> I think that's that's the tweetable right there yeah, um, that's the, that's the tweet. yeah hashtag that one friends <laughs> so <laughs> but um, one of the best quotes is, when you intentionally use your everyday life to bring about positive change in the lives of others, you begin to live a life that matters. And I knew my life mattered before reading this book, but it just, that really clarified it for me and I I loved it. And he, he has that message, it comes up over and over again, um, just little little um, reminders and about yeah. being intentional is not... Thing. it's not taking the easy road you know it's sometimes 
you, you have to play outside your safety zone, you know, you have to take some yeah. risks. But, mm. um, and that we grow into our dreams. That I love that saying, that dreams, um, like if, if you've got to grow into your dreams, then, you know, they're the right size. Like don't, don't pick a, a dream that already fits type yes. thing. Um, and, yeah. And it was his quote, no, when you know your why, you know your way, isn't it's, it? Is that Max? Yeah, yes, yeah, that's his. That's his. And I use it, you know, I would I would probably share that quote once a week mm. um, with, with different audiences, uh, with my people here, um, with the people I coach. Yeah, I, because, and that's where actually Maxwell is, is a master. So, yeah, that I think is about six words. When you know your... Okay, a bit more. Right, right, Why you find your wait nine? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, like so, that's a pretty short sentence. But wow, yeah. there is so much it's power so in powerful. Yeah. And he's yeah, very. He look. He's very. He's a master at, at getting those little because they're they're the kind of things you remember from his books. Um, yes. This is another one. Um, he introduced the idea of significance. Now, this is funny because I have a, a blog called Dance Studio Success and, I'm, I'm again, I'm talking about success with people a lot of the time and um, not a one-size-fits-all but, you know, find your own version of success and things like that. And after I read his book on intentional living, that's the name of the book, um, he talks of, about significance and he wrote... Once you taste significance, success will never again satisfy you. And I was like, oh, wow. That's, that was massive for me. Like, I, yeah. and, like and I know I was reading this book. This was, this was about oh, three or four years ago when I first read this book, and I read it every year now. Like, like it's like my little Bible, um, yeah. and Maxwell's my God. <laughs> So much stuff, and sometimes um, I just read my notes. That's where, again, iPads are great for books or um, Kindles because mm. you can highlight. And so I can just be feeling just a bit meh about life, and you know, I might go to Pinterest for some pretty pictures, and it doesn't satisfy me. I'll actually go to this book and I'll press on notes, and I'll just scroll through like I'm doing now, and I'll pick up, I'll pick up what I need, you know. Um, I'll just pick up. What I need. That's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's just that, like, refocusing because we can get so blur, you mm. know. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes it's so treadmill, isn't it? Mm. It's like, oh, God, here we go again, you know, got to find purple tinsel for my hair bows. Yeah, yeah. If it does feel mundane sometimes. It's sometimes just that opportunity to sit back and go, what's the bigger picture here? Why am I doing this? And then remembering those moments that are really significant because mm. we've had them. And I think, you know, I shared with you last week or the week mm. before a story about, you know, a student that had come in and expressed her, um, that she was having panic attacks and then that the studio was her safe place. And it was just one of those moments of significance. It was, yeah. you know, but I went, oh, okay. I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. Right. You'll keep yeah. going. You'll keep plugging through and do the piglet ears and... That's it. That's it. And it does. It just refocuses yeah. and, and, and takes you back. Um, here's another quote from the book that I loved. It's not, it's not um, attributed to John Maxwell. It's actually 
him sharing the words of John Wesley, and I love this, and you're going to too because you're like me, so I know you're going to go, oh, but <laughs> do, <laughs> do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I will, you know, and just yeah. I'm going to read that every now and then and, and go off downstairs and go, yeah, I'm going to do all the good I can. I'm going to do all the yeah. good I can today. And that's going to live. I'm going to be intentional about doing all the good I can and that's going to lead me to a life of significance, which he absolutely is right once you taste significance and know that you're making an impact, success is never going to fill you up by its by its official definition, success will never fill you up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that concept of legacy, isn't that thinking about Correct. you know, not that we want to get sort of too morbid here, but we're you know, we're only here for a short time. Yeah. And I, as I've gotten older, I, you know, I think more and more about that, that when, when I am old and grey, which actually I'm going, <laughs> I need to go and cover the greys, yeah. um, but, you know, greyer, and, you know, life is not so full of the busyness of kids and work and, you know, there will be a period of time that where it is quieter. Mm, mm. What do I want to be sitting and thinking about my legacy being you know, and I, I do think a lot about that, that I hope that what I'm doing has impact. And I just saw a beautiful, um, before we jumped on the call on Facebook, a teacher shared a letter that she got from a student and it was three pages the, of the impact that mm. she made on that student. And I think those are the things along the way that we have to hold really close and keep reminding ourselves that we are making a difference in some shape or form. Completely. Not just with our students, but our family as well. Completely. Family. Absolutely. And and our employees. Yeah. Yes. Um, the impact that we can make in their lives is is amazing. And um, both in the negative and the positive, of course. Obviously, you and I love to, to talk in the positive and that's where we like to play as well. But yeah. you know, we we need to keep in mind that we, we've got, you know, well, uh, again, it's not my favourite word, but power um, about making someone's experience at work positive or negative. And it doesn't mean that it has to be unicorns, rainbows and lollipops every day because we're adults and we do have work to do, but it's how we go about doing that and what kind of legacy, yeah, that is, what kind of memory we are creating. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of a boss, you know, that I really admired that had a, a positive impact and then one maybe not so much. And that's a memory. That's part of me now. That, that, yeah. And, and we have that and with our students, our families, our own kids. And when you do start to unpack it, the responsibility on our shoulders feels big. But I think if you do go in with a heart of kindness, which we keep talking about, then um, really you can't go wrong. Can you? Yeah, yeah, hundred mm. percent. And mm. it's um, yeah, on the staff team thing too. I've really seen within the people that have been working for me for a while now. It's the same as the development in our students. You know, mm. there's so much joy in that. Mm. And working with my teachers and my administration team, seeing them unlock mm. their powers, and you know, I, I take so much joy in that. 
Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I brought up that customer rules book because that's, it has um, been really impactful for our team. Mm-hmm. And they, <laughs> I love seeing the light bulbs, you know, they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, say that yeah you've we've talked about that and then they read it in a book and it's like all oh, right <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and also yeah. you know, people need to get messages in different ways and yeah mm. it might be something you've shared so just to kind of um come to an end the two books we've really been kind of um <laughs> flirting around the edges of <laughs> um <laughs> were the because sometimes we got a little sidetracked oh fancy that the customer rules the 39 essential rules for delivering sensational service lee cockerell and i didn't know that you were going to bring that book to the table but it was great because i had it here sitting behind me and the other one um was intentional living by john maxwell but uh any of his books are golden and the same could be yeah. said for Lee Cockrell as well because and they both have lots of content online um, whether that's yeah. on Facebook or you know podcasts um, videos yeah so much content but interesting because they're both possibly of a similar era Miss Nell and we did not discuss yeah. which book we were going to no. to bring so that's um that's fascinating isn't it that maybe we are looking for some wisdom um, or that we're valuing the wisdom that is around us in in that I don't know old school because when I look at like you know I do have quite a few books here that are um probably written by women more of our era Jane Mm. like um uh, what have I got here Janine Alice's The Mm -hmm. Secrets Yes, and Daring and Disruptive by Lisa mm-hmm. Messenger. You know, there's so many wonderful entrepreneurs and so many wonderful books out there. Um, but that is really interesting Ooh. that you and I have probably gravitated to probably more that old school. The, the elderly men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To that, hey? <laughs> Let's not unpack that any further. Look, this has been great fun. I think we'll be there. Thank you, Miss Mel, for. Um, your contribution to today. I'm really struggling now to finish this with a straight face. So have a great rest of your day, Miss Mel, and thank you for joining me at the bar. And thank you to everybody that was listening. We hope um, that you made some sense of that. Perhaps we'll put a slight apology. It is show member uh, at the time of recording, but also maybe if you're feeling a little giggly and off topic too, you can join our club. you're most welcome (laughs) (laughs) if you're giggly and off topic you're doing it right that's it all right bye for now everyone bye miss mel bye jane thanks for listening to at the bar with jane and mel we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast we would love for you to leave us a rating or review on apple podcasts let us know what you think what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 